as you say that, that's what's clicking in my mind right now that right. we don't see enough of that. Uh, yeah, we and you know pictures what people really love? Like I what? just sold two houses on the same street in near near Mount Washington. Okay. And um, in the it's a neighborhood called the Greens at Smith, it's a townhouse neighborhood. Anyway, I sold two on that street. And so I, I didn't do the typical just sold postcard. I actually did a letter and I sent it to everyone, but I had all the last sales in there because I had the highest sale. So of course I wanted to highlight. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all, it is Jennifer Healy with Maryland Real Estate Influencers. And today, do I have a treat for you. Today, we are talking uh, with Lynn Eichel. And Lynn, I hope I said the last name right. And I, I know, I was just going to say, I should have told you that first. It's E. Clay, but it <laughs> looks like Eichel, and I answer to Eichel. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm actually going to write that down just so that I say it properly for now. I usually say E. Clay. It's like E. Clair, just take the R. Like I like e. that. Yeah. Uh, well, y'all, the whole reason to have Lynn on today is because in the last 12 years, she has closed uh, 700 transactions. So let's just do a little bit of math there. It's about over 58 transactions a year. So if you want to know in 2023 how to have a successful year, how to actually close a good amount of production, even in our down economy, and I understand that Maryland's down 33% in productivity when it comes to real estate and inventory, I just want you to know there is still somebody out here that's doing it and doing well. So, Lynn, thank you so much for um, uh, being willing to be on here. And tell us a little bit about you and what got you into the business. Okay, so my mom was a real estate agent my whole life, or as long as I can remember. Okay. Um, my, and my kids joke still because when I was in the back of my mom's, you know, teal Mercedes, <laughs> she would, and they had the car phone, you know, with the little, the little antenna in the back and she'd go like this. <laughs> like she was always on client calls and, you know, and we would be in the back or we would think we were going to the playgrounds, but sorry, kids dropped us off. She had to go show a, you know, $500,000 house, which back then was probably now it's $2 million house. Sure. Um, so, you know, I just kind of grew up with it. And, oh, girl, I love yeah. hearing that. I used to go, Shh, and I would snap. I've oh, even, yeah. I've even snapped at my managers before. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I don't, it just, when I'm on the phone. Yeah, it was that. <laughs> and I just I passed it right story. on down. Because my kids would say, I, they, they'd move because I would have my arm in the back seat if I had to pinch. <laughs> so, but they're all well-adjusted now. They're, I've been, um, 19, 20, 19 year old daughter, 21 year old son and 26 year old son. Um, and, you know, we live in Baltimore County. They all went through the private school system here. Okay. So they, um, and now my young, my youngest, I'm taking her to her second year of college next week. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. yeah. That is so exciting. I love that. Yeah. Now, are any of them interested at all, even remotely in what you do? Well, my daughter for one school project said that she wanted to be a real estate agent. I don't know. I have to ask her again. <laughs> <But, laughs> I Because my kids have ran from it. My kids, like, I want no parts of your industry. 
y'all right. work nights, you all work weekends, you all right. work. Right, you work day. on vacation. Right. Yeah, and she's just like, I, I don't, and my kids, they would love it when we go on a cruise because even when you bought the Wi-Fi package, it wasn't great to get in there for yeah, service. Yeah, so it couldn't really work. Right. Exactly. And my kids. Oh, my husband it. loves when my phone dies. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so sad it's often. not just me and there are other families out there that are yeah. like, stop. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I love that. Uh, so, um, and so for the people listening in, again, uh, Lynn did in 2022, $35 million in production. And in 2023, year to date, we're recording in the beginning of August, we have 13 million in production, which is huge and already 30, um, 30 homes. And again, her average home is between 50 and 60. And per my math, 700 homes, 12 years, that's 58 homes on average a year. So this is somebody that we want to listen to. This is somebody that we want to take notes from. This is somebody that we may want to follow up with and say, give me more data because you're doing uh, an, an awesome production. Uh, so thank you for telling us about your family um, sure. and how you got into the business. <laughs> and I'm wondering, when you look at that production that you did last year, how many of that, and because you've been a realtor for a minute, how many of that has come from referrals from your database? Um, and I mean, I'm comments. like, I think I'm at 75% repeat. Holy smokes. Yeah, maybe more. Oh, wow. That is wonderful. Yeah. That is great. Now, may I ask, um, how do you stay in contact with those past clients? So I, I... I'm a big texter. I think text is the, is the most, gets the most um, replies mm -hmm. and that's the, in the industry wide. Even if I need to hear from an agent and they don't fill out the feedback, I text them. They text me back. Like yeah. texting is just this immediate, you know, and I try to keep in contact with people, not only about real estate, you know, I know who's the huge Ravens fans are and there was a good game that I'll be like, how about that game? Or you know, just kind of talk to them about other stuff. You know, like I have bulldogs. I have clients that have bulldogs. I'll send them a picture of a them, you know, doing something funny or something. So like, I try to keep in touch relationship more wise than oh, just like, are you looking for a house? You've been in the house. You're, you bought seven years ago. Are you in the market again? I, I of course do that a little bit too, but I mostly try to make it personal. I love that. Um, you know, and I don't do, Christmas cards, but I, or holiday cards, but I'll do happy new year cards. I'll do a, like a spring card where a handwritten note. So, um, that. yeah, I just feel like everyone get Chris, everyone gets a holiday card and you mm -hmm. kind of just get mixed in. So I try to do an off offshoot. Um, or, you know, it, when spring's coming, I'll say, yeah, you know, we're having this kind of activity out here and the rates are this, I'll give like a market analysis of what's happening but uh because I do want to hear real estate from me but I just try not to always have it be about real estate and you know that it just gets your name out there keeps your name front of mind when oh, yeah. someone is buying a house or selling a house or but uh, I think, yeah I do a lot of texting oh yeah I think that's what we're missing in this in our industry we have other people that are always marketing and doing things on social media but there's I see at least personally me, um, yeah. I see so few people that are giving us a market analysis of, of just like, hey, this is what's happening in Baltimore County, or hey, this is what's right. happening in Hartford County. And I think that that 
as you say that, that's what's clicking in my mind right now that right. we don't see enough of that. Uh, yeah, and you know pictures what people really love? Like I what? just sold two houses on the same street in near near Mount Washington. Okay. And um in the it's a neighborhood called the Greens at Smith, it's a townhouse neighborhood. Anyway, I sold two on that street. And so I I didn't do the typical just sold a postcard. I actually did a letter and I sent it to everyone, but I had all the last sales in there because I had the highest sale. So of course I wanted to highlight that. But of course. All people want to know is like, what's selling in my neighborhood and how much is everybody getting? That's it. It has nothing to do with me. Yeah. It has nothing to do with whatever, but they followed it for a minute or they saw the sign and then they forgot and they've moved on with their lives. So I'll just go, hey, in the last year, here are the sales, 300, 305, 308, 310, 310, 310, 315. And then mine was 355, 800, you know, wow. so like. And, my, and I'm not trying to say I have some special sauce, but I did have the highest sale. So I'm going to tell everyone in that neighborhood yes. and, you know, and I'll tell them again, like I sent it once, but I will again at the end of the year, I'll do another synopsis and I'm hoping I'm still the highest one, but you know, I'll make, I'll just want people because that's what people want to know what's selling in their neighborhood. They don't care about right. their zip code or right. their state or whatever. They care, about what is it they care about. They want to know what did their value just go up? Exactly. And, and if it exactly. did, who should they call? So uh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, yeah. I want to ask you about, do you have a daily success plan? Do you have something when you wake up in the morning that you wake up at a certain time, you do a certain activity before you leave the house. And then once you start, you put on your work hat, are there certain strategic things that you do every day or throughout the week uh, that you make sure that you get to? In order so I will to say one one thing that I always always do, and it's actually at night. I'm much more of a night person than a morning person. Okay. Like when I get up, I gotta walk the dogs and do the and do you know do my life things. Yes. I mean, of course, I'm following up with email right away. But the thing I do at night before I close my computer or turn off my phone is I make a list for the next day. Mm -hmm. And if there's someone I didn't get to, you know, that list is done every single Saturday night, Sunday night, every single night. I want to make sure, you know, oh, update this listing, change the front picture if the house is sitting, which doesn't happen very often these days. But just all these little things, I, I feel like I have the most, like, I'm the most clairvoyant at night. I remember, and I make this list and I'll say, before noon, do this, by, by the end of the day, do this, so that, you know, I know which ones to attack first. So I do oh, that I every that. single night before I go to bed. There is a, and my husband laughs because it's always in the middle of the kitchen island the next morning with, you know, times, check marks and just remind myself, oh, you have an inspection on Thursday. You have this. I just have to, I have it all. I'm very digital. I'm very, everything's on my phone. That's probably the only handwritten thing that I do is I handwrite this list on a, you know, like a, like a clipboard. Uh -huh. So because I, I get satisfaction of, of like checking off those boxes or what? I like to, something I really hated not looking forward to doing. I love to cross that out with like Sharpie black pen. What so, is it about that? I, I feel the I same way. I have, I have everything digital and yet I am a sucker for a spiral notebook so yep. I can keep my actual notes and I have different ones. I have a marketing spiral notebook. I have a, a daily call log spiral notebook. I have yep. one with just general notes. And I feel like, I'm like, it's all digitalized anyway, but it's yeah. something about writing it down that just, yeah. I, I feel like it's completed. And you remember it better yeah. if you write it down. Like that's back from, you know, elementary school. Yes, for yep. sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, what I definitely, the- so that's probably the most habitual thing that I do, okay. but I, you know, I'm on top of my email all day, you know, I'm on top of my phone all day, but like just making sure that I just don't forget something, you know, as we get older, as I get older, you um, know, I'm much more of, I'm much more of a list person than I used to be. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah. And I, I love to write something on the list just to cross it off. Like if yep, you get to the exactly. bottom and I'm like, oh, I forgot I did this. Let me write it in there and cross it. Off. Right. And if I didn't do it, I got to write it on the next page. It's like, so true. loser. So true. <laughs> get it done. Right. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, so there is uh, anything else that you think that you do daily? Um, daily. I mean, or throughout the list, business well, week. So I have, I, I have, I, I do block out some time just in my calendar so that I don't get scheduled we're a little different at Redfin. So I have coordinators outside of me that will put things on my calendar. They have access to my calendar, my digital okay. calendar. And so, you know, but it's good. So everyone's decided settlements at 11 o'clock on Friday, it's on my calendar, but every morning I have a block that from like nine to 10 that I just write follow-up. It's just, it's what it says on my, it says on my calendar, it says follow-up. So that's my, t- that's my like, okay, who do I need to follow up with? And then I go to my list. Oh, so I, I definitely- that. I try not to do, I try not to have a 9am appointment because that's when I'm getting all of my stuff done mm-hmm. and that's when I'm going to follow up and make sure if there's some set phone calls I need to do, it's in that hour. Yeah. You know? Cause then the day starts going and then, you know, I get it a I, lot. So I do the same thing. Mine's nine to 11, uh, yeah. Monday, Thursday, and it's just blocked off. And then the podcast yep. is all day on Friday, every yeah. other hour. And you're right. It's just things that you have to get done. Right. Um, I'm right there with you. It's so much yeah. easier. Absolutely. Uh, and then all of a sudden someone calls and says, hey, I want you to list my house. Are you available? Yes. When? Yes. You know, when <laughs> you're off to the races. Right. Yes. So in the midst of the down economy, in the midst of, of all the craziness that's happening in the last 12 months, what has have you done to keep in a positive mindset and shift that positive mindset because you are having success and it's not likely that you are in a negative mindset with the success that you're having. Do right. you find that it's a shift? Do you find that that's hard or is that well, something that, that comes back? I think that I did the shift many, many years ago, just about in real estate in general, in the fact that I don't look at myself as like trying to get clients or trying to get a buyer or trying to get a seller. I honestly look at this job as you're helping people. I'm helping you. I have a lot of experience. I've sold 700 houses. Like I've done this 700 times. So there's not anything that I haven't seen, but I'm going to help you. I'm not going to sell you. I'm not, I'm not a very salesy person. Um, You know, I'm definitely an extrovert. My family would sell you um, compared to a lot of people in my family who are not. I'm definitely an extrovert, but I just look at it as like, when I go into a listing appointment, I was in a 1.4, possibly 1.5 the other day. And they had already interviewed a couple of, a couple of agents. They admitted to me. And at the end they were like, well, where's your like spiel? And I was like, what? You know, the, where's your dog and what's your dog and pony show? What's your spiel? What's your spiel? I'm like, I don't, I just want to, I know I can help you sell your house. I know I'm going to have the best pictures. I know I'm going to have the best marketing. I, I, all those things I already had told them, uh, they're like, yeah, but you're not being all like salesy with us. And I said, um, that's not me. I just, I'm here to help you. Like, I just feel like when you look at it as you're helping them and you're not trying to 
pull one over. They, you know, people are so skeptical that you're trying to just pull a fast one on them, or they're going to end up paying more money than you said in the beginning, or they're just always trying to see where the trick is that mm -hmm. I'm like, there's no trick here. I just, am, hopefully you want to work with me. I want to work with you and we get your house sold really quickly for the most amount of money. That's wonderful. I love that. I yeah, really and the buyer's the same thing, you know, like I had buyer, we walked into this townhouse yesterday and I was like, eh, no, no, no. Needed way too much work. You know, they, they had an offer deadline set. I'm like, no, this, this one is not what you, you've told me you, it needs to be updated. You've told me it needs to have at least two parking spaces. You've told me that none of the, this house has none of those things. Right. Um, you know, and then they thought about it and they're like, yeah, let's just keep looking. But people oh, sometimes wonderful. get so desperate, like, but there's nothing on the market. I'm like, yeah, but this isn't the one. This you know, so I will talk people out of houses all the time, but it just, mm -hmm. it's just to prove also, like, I'm not trying to sell you. I want you to have, I want to help you get the house that you said you were looking for. Right. You know, if they insist, yeah. I will write it up, but. You know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of trends are you seeing in the market right now? I feel like my sellers and my buyers are people that absolutely have to move or absolutely have to buy because of a a job or, or moving or transfer it's I, it, there's not of the a lot of the move up buyer right now and and that's why we're you know as i'm sure you've heard on all your other podcasts no one wants to get rid of their 2.9 percent interest rate so that's mm -hmm. why they're not selling no one wants to have a 7.3 interest rate that's why they're not buying but there's there's still that group of people that needs to move they're mm -hmm. they're retiring and maybe they're moving to florida they're moving out of state and it's it's finally time and they want to sell because they're going to get the most money is that they can right now. Mm -hmm. And this is their last opportunity sometimes to make money. This is their last rodeo. So oh, yeah. th there's that, there's that seller right now. And then there's a buyer. Like I have someone who, you know, a couple 30 somethings, they're moving out of their parents' house finally. And they know they're going to be able to refinance at some point in the next 30 years on their 30 year mortgage. So they're not, they're not so scared of the seven, whatever percent right yep. now. Or they're spending that extra money that they have to buy the rate down so that the <laughs> monthly isn't awful, you know? Right. So My daughter's in that spot too. My daughter yeah. uh, graduated two years ago, been looking at houses, haven't found what she's looking for. They are not afraid of that rate. They're like, it's for a year. It's fine. It's we can change. afford it. It's not right. a problem. If we get into the right house, they basically it's an ugly looking payment. Absolutely. But it's right. only for a year. And I said, you're absolutely right. Let just let's and so they can afford it. So it's not it's right. not about affordability. They can afford it. They just don't like the way it looks on it paper. Look and, right, right. Of course it doesn't. And of course, when you compare it to and you're looking at it and like, wow, I started out with a eight hundred dollar mortgage payment, then I went to twelve hundred dollars, and they're looking at something that's over thirty, three thousand dollars. It's a little shocking when you're looking at them and, and seeing how yes. these twenty Four twenty-five year olds are going to do this. Exactly, um, it's I know. a little scary, but like they're they're looking like you said, they're like we can get in, we can do this. Yeah. We've got that, and I I love that about that. And well, it probably helps that he was uh, my daughter's boyfriend's a finance major. Yeah. When he graduates, he's just like let's just do these. You're fine. We're fine. <laughs> yeah, let's look at the math. Right. Let's look. At it's the all math. about that math. Right. You got to math it out. Make sure it's okay. Absolutely. No. So, I mean, oh, go ahead. And no, so sellers, you know, the, the, it is a great time to be a seller. I mean, no doubt about it, but they most likely have to go somewhere else, mm -hmm. you know, so everyone needs a place to live. Absolutely. So that, that's what I'm seeing more. It's more than just the, 
oh, we've outgrown this townhouse and now we need a single family. There's not as many of those. And that's the, the market everyone loves because when that person sells, then there's the townhouse for the buyer. Yeah. So when you get rid of that move-in buyer, you can't move up, you can't move up, you can't move up. So that you know, that's the problem that we're having. But mm -hmm. I'm I'm finding that there's still that pocket of people that want to move, that want to, to that want to move and want to buy. So mm -hmm. I just try and hone over hone them into that vein, you know. So absolutely. Yeah. Now, are there any new technologies that you're finding in this market that's being really helpful to you in the last 12 months? Well, I mean, fortunately for me, you know, I work for Redfin, which our our website is one of the best ones, I will say, um, out there. So we we we're using artificial intelligence right now to help people with their searches. You know, there's all so the Redfin is embracing AI. So there are, there's a lots of tools we have internally at Redfin. Oh, you know, okay. I can tell because we have data on all of our all the users. I can tell of my clients anyway who's been on my website, and I'm sure a lot of people have this on their CRMs out there who have been looking in the last 30 days. I can say this guy has been looking on Redfin the last 29 of 30 days. He is someone who I should be reaching out to. Yeah. So, you know, and sometimes it's like, oh, it's, you know, I'm looking because I'm we're going to sell in a year and I'm, I'm logging on every day to see what my neighbors are getting, you know. So sometimes it's not an active buyer or seller, but it's, I'm watching their, I'm able to see their activity. So if it's someone is zero days of 30 days, it doesn't mean they're not going to hear from me, but I'm right. trying to go after, you know, go after the highest flames, which are oh. the people that are constantly on the site. And some people oh, are just yeah. addicted to Redfin. So <laughs> they just look to look, it's like a hobby. They, they go on Instagram, they go on Facebook and they go on Redfin. Like I, I have a friend that does day. that. And she's yeah. not actually, she's been in her house 20 years. She's not actually looking, but she's just like, well, you never know if you find the right one. And exactly. she's just like, it's a hobby. It, it, it totally is a hobby. And then, it, oh, we went to the beach. And then she's just like, well, let's just see what that house went for next door. And we're at right. Ocean City. And she's just like addicted to finding out what, how yeah, much. It's like watching the stock is market. You're watching it the is. Real market. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. And I, I mean, I have, I always ask my people when they finally get under contract, I'm like, did you turn off your Redfin notifications? They're like, no, I can't. <laughs> I love that. Addiction. Yeah. I love that. Now, do you, um, do you, do you have a mentor that you use or a business coach that you use at all that has helped you got to where you are today? No, I mean, not really. I help my, my newer agents that come to Redfin. Um, I probably, you know, like they'll try to reach a manager or try to reach this person or something. And then they'll just ask me since I've done so many transactions, I've okay. usually come across whatever weird question they have. You know, I had someone yesterday, they called me and they said, if there isn't a loan, it, do we have to do a well yield? I'm like, no. I mean, do you want to do well yield? You know, like when someone's <laughs> brand new, there's you, I, I mean, there's so much you learn on every transaction in real estate. Every really? agent will tell you that. Oh, yeah. But it's so funny because you think I'm going to remember this for the next time. And then it never happens again. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's just so some true. You have so many things. Right. Exactly. But, so you, you know, we're just problem solvers. That's problem solvers. That's what yes. we do. Yeah, that's so true. There's always problems and we try to solve them with the least amount of pain. That's the goal. That's the goal. Yeah. Uh, is there, yeah. speaking of goals, do you have production goals for yourself or yeah, so, not even yeah, production? I, mean, I, I want to at least sell 50 houses every year. So okay. um, 
like I'm at, at the end of this month, it'll be 30. So I'm like, okay, I have like four more months, right? To sell mm -hmm. 20 more houses. I can do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I try to do 50. And then also we have goals at Redfin too. We have what's called the President's Club and it's every six months. So I made it for the first six months. And so I, I'm all, I've almost made it already for the next, for July, it starts July 1st, oh, July okay. 1st to December 31st. So it's like a point system. It's based on production. Also, you get more points if it's a repeat client on and on and on. So you need a certain amount of points to win President's Club. And when you win President's Club, you win a trip. If you win two months, two set, two, six months in a row. So it could be the last six months of the year and the first six months of next year mm -hmm. just has to be two two president club in a row you get a trip so this year oh. our trip is to costa rica oh, last nice. yeah so yeah we always get to go last year it was in cancun so we always um so like you kind of feel like god i i will feel like a weird loser if i don't make the trip this year you know and it doesn't always happen but um i i think i've made it every year except for the year my dad passed away. I didn't win oh, that year, but, I'm that's so sorry understandable. That. but anyway, um, so yeah, we, I want to make president's club. It's a goal every time. That's fabulous. Sure. Yeah. That's absolutely fabulous. Yeah. Um, if there are people listening here and they want to know more about you, your business and or Redfin, would yeah. you like them to reach out to me or would you like to provide your contact information sure. and have them reach out to you? Yeah, so they can reach me. Um, my phone, do you want my cell phone? Is four one sure. so it's four one zero five nine eight three nine six five, and then my um, email address is easy. It's Lynn L Y N N, and then dot and my last name, which looks like Eichel, but it's E K L E I K L E at redfin.com. That is and, fabulous. You know, text is always. I mean, text is always the best. Like we were saying earlier, that's just immediate. You know. Um, cause like, we're always going somewhere I'm like on an appointment, coming home from an appointment. You know, I don't really, I don't really stop until I like six o'clock as right. far as, and then sometimes later. So depending yeah, on if yeah. we're, uh, if we're in a crunch for a offer deadline or something. So, oh yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lynn, for taking your time and being a part of this uh, podcast and no, allowing us to shine a light on you and on your production and what you're doing. Even in a down economy, uh, you are a rock star and you're producing rock star numbers. I hope that it shares, uh, shines a light on you, shines a light on some of the agents that are here in Maryland uh, so yeah. that they see that it is possible during this time to have this kind of production and the things that you're doing to make sure that it happens. Right. And if uh, the realtors that are listening to this or watching this on YouTube, if you are uh, at all remotely um, impressed by Lynn, please take a moment and give us an honest review of the podcast, uh, information that you like, information that you'd like to see in the future. I would really love that. And it would help get the news out to other agents in Maryland um, about our podcast. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you and so Red, much. I mean, and Redfin is a mystery to a lot of agents and I'm happy to answer any questions on just that front. So, you know, I've been here 12 years, so I, I, there's not anything I don't know about Redfin at this point. So if they have any questions, just reach out. Thank you so much, Lynn, for your time. I appreciate that. And everybody, until the next time, have a great at week. Okay, you too. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. 
Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 